What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to Season 1, Episode 2 of Extra Innings with Jay. We are one day away from Game 1 of the 2021 World Series. By the time everyone else hears this, it's probably going to be game day. Sorry for the late update. I've been pretty busy. Um, as most of us should know by now that the matchup for the 2021 World Series is going to be the Houston Trashros and the Atlanta Braves. Atlanta Braves and the Trashros did beat their oppositions in Game 6, um, making them move on to play Game 1 in Houston due to Houston having the better record. Atlanta did have the worst record among all teams that did make the playoffs this year. Isn't How can you not be romantic about baseball? Because there's just something like that that always happens. Um, the Braves making their first World Series appearance since 1999. And then you have the Houston Trash Shows that are making their third appearance in the last five years to the World Series. And yet they are still looking for their first ever uh, World Series championship to bring home to the city of Houston. Yes, I do know what I said. The first ever World Series championship that they are going to bring home. Because 2017 did not count. If you think that 20. 20- I'm sorry. If you think that the 2017 uh, World Series championship that Houston did win counted, you can go and lick a bowl of taints because that is not true. You do not respect the game. You do not respect yourself. Yes, I said it. I know what I'm saying. Tough shit. So now we are going to go on and talk about the games uh, that happened. We did have, I'm sorry, let me back up here. We did have my boy, I believe his name is Luis, correct? His name is, uh, Luis Garcia. If I'm not mistaken, boom, I am that good. Luis Garcia, number 77, standing at a six foot one height, age 24, bats right, throws right. Homeboy is 244 pounds. He is a big dog. Um, you know, I have no idea what, for all I know, they're freaking cheating again because homeboy was throwing a no-hitter until the boy Kike Hernandez broke it up, um, I believe in the fourth or the fifth inning, I actually do not know, but of course, leave it to the ex-Dodgers to only be the only ones to get the hits in that game as Kike and Verdugo. Um, Houston's going, Houston goes on to win five to nothing. You have Luis, like I said, he has that weird-ass delivery. He's rocking a baby, doing the cha-cha slide, then throwing it. Um, I haven't watched him enough to see how he looks pitching out of the stretch because I know for damn sure uh, with runners on, that is nothing but a balk. Um, Like I said, I have no idea. For all I know, they're cheating again because homeboy this postseason is three games with a 101 record and a 9.64 ERA with nine innings pitched. Um, Makes no goddamn sense to me. Okay, postseason career stats in total four games, one on one, seven point four. I'm sorry, seven point nine four ERA with eleven innings pitched and only thirteen Ks. Twenty twenty one as a whole, thirty games it was eleven and eight, three point four eight. And you see what I mean? Like it just don't add up. He could have just pitched the game of his life, and he's most likely never going to have that again. Other than you go to the side of the Red Sox, and he had uh, the boy Evaldi, who just was doing his best to deal. Granted, this postseason he did possess a uh, 4.79 ERA with a 2-2 two and two record in five games. Like I said, Evaldi's, he's a grinder man. He knows how to throw. He knows how to locate. He knows how to just pitch in the tough counts and um, get his outs. And it just it wasn't his postseason this year. I honestly thought that the Red Sox were going to force a game seven. Uh, their lineup was just way too hot, hitting way too good. Um, they just looked phenomenal. Uh, this postseason, and I have no idea what happened. Probably just more cheating, as I said. Um, 
you know, most people are like, oh, I want Dusty Baker to win. I want Houston to win. I don't like Houston, but, you know, I just want Dusty Baker to get it. Like, you know what? Forget that oak tree looking fuck, okay? I really don't care if he was anywhere else. I'm sorry. Just, I, Houston lost it for me. Um, Especially with the way that scum of the earth Manfred just decided to uh, go about his business and um, do the punishments, which made no sense. Now moving forward, I'm hoping my boy Freddie Freeman will be carrying the trophy at the end of this. As I did mention before, tomorrow will be in Houston. Game time should be first pitch expected at 5.09. I don't see any reason for delays. I'm not sure about the weather report over there in Houston, but they do play um, in a dome, so it really shouldn't matter what the weather is. So 5.09, that will be first pitch. So now I'm moving on. We're going to talk more into the ALCS and the NLCS. Um, as I mentioned, the Astros, they were hitting, they were hitting well. Um, I really don't really care to talk about them because it's more cheating, but then you want to go and talk about the Red Sox. They were hitting well. They were going hard. Um, it was just, you know, it was a close game. Then it was a blowout one end, blowout the other end, and they just kept going. Um, and Alex Cora being their coach, I would think that he found a little way to cheat again like he did back in 2017 and maybe bring his team um, a little closer to that come back to the World Series. Um, the last time that they made it was in 2018. And so, um, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of surprised, but maybe he actually looked in the mirror and realized it's time to be a man and decided not to cheat again. So, yeah, and um, now I'm going to go. I just don't really care to talk about them. I'm so sorry. So now we're going to go and talk about the NLCS. Um, a lot of you might disagree with me, and that's just because you're haters, because I know I'm speaking nothing but the facts here. I'm not being biased or trying not to be. Either way, tough shit, you're listening. So, um, realistically, man, Braves, great team. Their bullpen holds it down. They know how to, whenever they get a lead, they can hold a lead. I can't take that away from them. Um, however, I will say that, you know, the Dodgers, they did beat themselves. They did beat themselves. Granted, they did have a lot of injuries. Every team had some injuries. Um, like the Braves are missing Acuna. They're missing, um, oh man, they're missing someone else. It's going to come to me later. Oh man. They're missing a left fielder too. Uh, Ozuna. There we go. They're missing Ozuna. So they were missing some pretty big bats and they were able to, you know, figure it out. Granted, I have to give it to their front office for making the key trades that they needed to make. Um, they had their NLCS MVP Rosario, who actually got picked up in a trade. I forgot from what team, but he got picked up and he was even injured at the time, but it was something that the front office thought, Hey, this guy can help us when it's time for us to need the help. And that's exactly what happened. Alvarez went on, I'm sorry, Rosario went on and uh, ended up winning the NLCS MVP award, batting a 560 in the whole NLCS series, which is absolutely insane. Uh, I'm surprised the Dodgers pitched to him as much as they actually did. Like, I get it, you're Walker Bueller, you know how to get the outs in tough situations, but you know when you throw five, four, six cutters in a row, um, I'm pretty sure that the guy can guess what's coming, and that's exactly what happened. It was a cutter on the inside of the plate, and Rosario did not miss, and he just, you know, smacked that thing straight into the right field uh, bleachers. 
Uh, that's what happened. He had Freddie Freeman, who once he made it back into his hometown area and made it to uh, Los Angeles, he found a swing. I knew personally that Freddie Freeman was back because watching him take those first three at-bats in Dodger Stadium over there for game three, uh, he hit all three of them to the opposite field uh, against the shift. And when you can see a player do that, just like, okay, well, he is knowing how to locate the ball right now, keep his hands in, put the barrel away, and... um hitting it to the opposite field, getting on base, uh, you know, hitting his home run. So he found a swing. Good for him. Uh, I am a fan of Freddie Freeman. That man is one hell of a player, one hell of a father. You can't take any of that away. Uh, I'm excited, man. I'm excited. You know, it's granted they did beat the Dodgers, but I'm really rooting for the Braves on this one. They have a solid team. Um, like I said, their bullpen knows how to hold it down. Their starting pitching, for one, is something I'm uh, – I think they have a better chance going to the bullpen early, to be honest, because I don't like Ian Anderson and um, Freed and Morton. I mean, I could have just been how they played against the Dodgers, but they just they didn't really have like that put away stuff that I can see them winning a World Series. If I'm being real with you, I'm who like I said, who knows who they're cheating or who knows what's how they're actually playing, but Houston is just looking crazy. And if you're looking at both teams and how they're playing right now, I see Houston wins this in five or six games. I'm really hoping that um Atlanta can prove me wrong here and actually make that turnaround, even if they win in five, six or seven. Um, I'd be totally okay with that. Uh we're gonna be looking at the matchups tomorrow for game one of the world series as i mentioned that first pitch will be happening at 509 i do know that you have the right-handed pitcher charlie morton charlie morton i believe he's what 37 38 and that dude is still uh he is still um throwing like a 97 and then i do know that you also have uh framber valdez who will be throwing on houston they have their lefty out there on the mound he hasn't been like anything too crazy with a one no record in three games pitched with a 420 era 15 innings pitched um postseason career stats as a whole in all seven games he's only four and one with a 2.77 um so it's nothing like oh wow this guy's crazy good but then again it is the postseason and postseason heroes will rise when you least expect them to um that's the amazing thing about baseball, man. You never know who's going to be that guy. Um, I'll be real with you. Matzik coming out of the bullpen for Atlanta against the Dodgers. I didn't think, you know, throughout the season, I didn't think he was as good as he showed out to be when the bright light shined on him like they did in the NLCS. I mean, he just had the Dodger pitcher. Uh, sorry, the Dodger hitters just, you know, on a teeter going back and forth. They really weren't sure what was coming. I know that, you know, Rosario hit that three run bomb and then you had uh Trey Turner get on base and then you had Coley I'm sorry. And then you had uh Cody Bellinger get on base. So you had runners on first and second. Then you had Pollock over there hit that blooper down the left field line. It wasn't really much of a blooper, but you know what I mean. Uh went into no man's land out there and he was able to get that single um I'm, I'm sorry double and that made trey turner score get bellinger go to third pollock to, to uh second so then you have runners on second and third matt six in they bring him in and uh mookie Betts comes up to, i'm sorry uh steven Souza jr that piece of shit comes up to the plate and you know does what everyone expects him to strikes out you can give that dude a freaking 
a surfboard as a bat and say, hey, here's a beach ball, and that bastard will still find a way to swing and miss. Um, so I'm not sure what, you know, I get it. You want the matchup of righty on lefty, but at that point, it's like I, w- I personally would have put Gavin Lux in there because um, he does have a hot bat. Even if it's a pop-up, you score one. You make it a one-run game. But, no, you want to go to analytics and uh, just shows that analytics can just mess a lot of things up. So Souza gets out, and then you uh, continue watching, and you have the man who should be the man for any team, no matter what uniform he's wearing, Mookie Betts. I think that's what pissed all, a lot of uh, Dodger fans off is he took the first two pitches were just fastballs right down the freaking dick, um, right down the middle. And uh, he just took him, stared, and then he was like, hey, let me swing at this one. And then it was a 97 heater up and in, uh, striking him out. And then, uh, yeah, then Corey Seager goes and does the same damn thing. So, um, was it Trey Turner that was even on? Either way, it doesn't even matter anymore. It doesn't even matter anymore. Uh, they weren't really able to threaten. You know, you had you did have some players that were doing really well you had albies that was able to get on when he needed to you had swanson get on when he needed to get freddie that finally figured out his swing get on when he needed to we already talked about rosario and you have jocktober that was happening i'm not a big fan of jocktober anymore but hey man i mean if jock can bring in that world series to atlanta why not he was a big part of that trade that did tighten up the, uh, the outfield defense over there in atlanta uh forgive me i am drawing a blank there was a there was a guy that he was the right fielder for atlanta and he had to leave because of covid i cannot think of his name right now and it's gonna drive me absolutely crazy so why don't i figure this out really fast i should have done this earlier but oh well uh let's try to figure this out let's try to figure this out let's try to figure this out let's is it Camargo? I don't think it was Camargo. Was it Camargo? It was it Camargo? No, it wasn't Camargo either. There was someone. Was it Adrianza? It could have been. Nope, it wasn't Adrianza either. Adrianza did get on base that one time. Oh man, see, it's it's gonna drive me crazy here, everybody. It's gonna drive me crazy. Is it Arcia? Ooh, it might have been Arcia. Nope. It wasn't Arcia. Alright, well, we're gonna... Is it Adrian, did I say Adrian's already? Either way, don't matter. Um, yeah. Don't. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. I can figure this out right now. I'm freaking hungry. Jorge Soler, there we go. Jorge Soler, who was the right fielder, but he had to go up because of COVID protocols. So they did start Jock Peterson for the NLCS startup roster. Um, Soler did get activated at the end of game four. He did play in game five as a pinch hit to get the last out, and Kenley Jansen struck him out. Um, postseason career stats and 45 at-bats, he was batting a 289 with five ribbies and three home runs. Uh, 2021 as a whole, 27 home runs, 70 ribbies, and averaging a 223 average. So, you know what? It doesn't really uh, matter. Actually, I thought that he was—I thought he was a much better player. The way the TBS broadcast was making him sound. But uh, then, actually, thinking about the TBS broadcast with freaking 
drink the Atlanta Braves bathwater if you let them. They were just all over it. It was probably the most annoying commentary that I've heard in a long while. Um, yeah, talking about that, we do have a lot of things happening this season. For the Dodgers, we do have a lot of uh, re-signing to do. I know the Giants also have a lot of stuff to do. They did just add Brandon Crawford toward the end of the season to a excuse me, a pretty good extension. I do know that we have Buster Posey, who's a free agent. I'm not too sure on a Cueto situation. Uh, for sure, I think they're going to re-sign Posey. I don't really see Posey going anywhere. For the Dodgers, you do have quite a few free agencies happening. We could have seen the end of an era over there in Los Angeles. You have Clayton Kershaw, who, uh, when he finished his final start and he had to leave and exit that game early due to the inflammation of his forearm and elbow, uh, he did take the game ball with him. A lot of people noticed that he took the game ball with him, and I think even Kershaw knew that, hey, man, we love you in L.A., but at the end of the day, uh, this is a business. appreciate everything you do uh, for that franchise, for that organization. But it's just one of those things that, you know, I hope to see you back in Dodger Blue, Kirsch. But it's a business, and I completely understand that. I'm sure he does as well. Uh, you have him gone. You have Kelly Jansen gone. You have Chris Taylor gone. You have Corey Seager gone. Um, you have Max Scherzer gone. And I think, I think that's it. I know this is going to be the final. We're going to be coming in to the final season for Justin Turner. So you have to figure that out. You do have, um, it was Kenley and Seeger who did say, you know, that they love being in Dodger blue. They love the organization. They, you know, grew up in that organization and that's where they want to be. Uh, question is going to be with the payroll and just, you know, money talks. The Yankees can throw a fat contract at Seeger. Uh, Seattle can throw a fat contract at Seager because I do know that his brother Kyle Seager is over there playing third base and I'm sure that he would love to you know be in the infield with his brother but who knows he says he wants to be back in LA and only the uh, offseason will tell I have to read up more on it I am sure I will know more about it um, in the later episodes this season of this podcast going in but something about December 2nd there might be uh, MLB lockdown and uh, that's going to affect free agency. That means that there can be no baseball uh, work done like that, sign free agents, that kind of thing. Something with Manfred and some other guy. Like I said, I have to read more into it. I'm not positive on everything, so don't take my word on this. I can be misunderstanding everything. But as of right now, my understanding is as of December 2nd, uh, we can be going into a lockdown, and that also may push spring training back um, a month and uh so we'll see um a month or push forward a month something like that i don't know but either way it's something that nobody really wants to happen uh it's just something with uh it's pretty much just like you know a who's bigger battle between manfred and some other dude and personally i think manfred should be getting the hell out of there uh, the guy's ruining the game there's a lot of things that are going to be up happening potentially this upcoming season one of those things being the universal dh uh, I, however, I'm torn in the middle of that. I am more so on the side of watching pitchers rake. Um, it's, you know, it's fun to watch, but then again, it's one of those things where it's like, Hey, the DH is also really cool to see you can stop, uh, your, your pitchers from getting hurt. We did see a few years ago that Max Scherzer was, uh, for some reason 
bunting and um well i can i get why he's bunting he's practicing because he sucks ass at it but he was uh bunting a few years ago when he was a national and broke his nose and then you best believe that god of a man uh went on to do his uh scheduled start like the next day or two days later with a broken nose and struck out like 14 or something like that it was absolutely insane um that's one thing that you know the dh will take away from us but then again it could get it could make games more exciting um you know as this podcast gets a little bigger i do want to go out there and uh open up some polls and have you guys talk and i may even have some of you come onto this podcast and talk a little bit i want to see what you guys think um you know about the dh situation uh shifts i do know that a lot of people are talking about the shifts and how you know it's 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 cool to have the shift like you know somewhere an and uh analytics person is just like oh my gosh i i knew that would happen you know that's how i did that i put that player there like okay good for you dude but you know what you're taking away a lot of fun you're taking away a lot of runs well, granted we are having um a lot of home runs the number is shooting up for home runs a lot the ball's juiced who knows um or players can just be adapting you know we're in a whole new age and launch angles and all that kind of thing all that kind of stuff is a thing exit velocity all that good stuff um and you know players are just figuring it out so like i said uh moving on i will be covering the world series we do have uh game one tomorrow this episode is going to be kind of quick there's not much to talk about um i will try to find out more on this potential mlb lockdown for y'all coming into my next episode which will probably happen after game one or two uh most likely after game two we can talk about two games have more stuff to talk about um i'll be sure to take my notes down all that kind of good stuff and we can reevaluate everything on an off day and see what you guys think and we can just see for how the series is going over there um and hopefully atlanta's coming up in front of that but other than that um, I don't have much to talk about. Like I did mention before, it is going to be a quick episode, not much to cover, uh, just matchups and all that kind of stuff. And I can assume that the lineups would be the same. I do know that Houston, their starting pitcher tomorrow is a lefty. Charlie Morgan is a righty. But the way everybody's hitting, I don't really see either manager fixing the lineups all too much. I still see Rosario in there, all that kind of good stuff. And sometimes you just have to say, you know, screw the analytics and just trust your gut and trust your players that, you know, they're there for a reason and they know what to do. Um, So, again, thank you guys for listening to Season 1, Episode 2 of Extra Innings with Jay. And we will be coming back for Episode 3 in the next coming days. Thanks, y'all.